Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Our sponsor is Moxie and Zen. If you head over to moxieandzen.com slash tforce and use the code tforce, you can get 20% off of your order on premium, high-quality, and inexpensive boxers. They're made from bamboo to help wick away the sweat, which leaves you feeling fresh. Also, make sure to check out our Patreon, where we have a multitude of different perks. Anyone that signs up for the $5 tier will receive first dibs on any and all tournaments that we host. We'll send out an early access email so you can be at the front of the line to sign up and get onto the rift. The $10 tier will grant you access to special interviews or podcasts that we do. Additionally, $10 will grant you one replay review per month from the podcaster of your choice. Just download the replay file and send it to us via email or private Discord message. With the replay review, you'll get the insight and expertise that the podcasters bring, which will help you optimize each phase of the game. The $15 tier will unlock one live coaching session per month from the podcaster of your choice. Let us know who you'd like to talk to, and we'll set up a way for you to stream your game to them as a member of the podcast walks you through your game. And finally, the $50 tier will grant you a one-time guest spot on the podcast where you will be able to give your input on the show agenda and be live on the podcast with the rest of the Trinity Force crew. The money that we collect from Patreon not only helps keep the lights on, but helps to pay for better equipment and promotional materials. If you have any questions for the crew, shoot us an email at questions at trinityforcepodcast.com. You can also head over to our website, www.trinityforcenetwork.com. There you can find a link for our Discord, old episodes, and other Trinity Forest Network podcasts. You can also visit our subreddit, r slash tforcenetwork, our Twitter, at tforcenetwork, our YouTube page, youtube.com slash c slash trinityforcepodcast, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash tforcepodcast, where we're regularly streaming tournaments, community game nights, other league games the podcasters are playing, and even other games occasionally. Finally, on Tuesday nights, make sure to join us in our Discord at 7.15pm Eastern Standard Time, where we will be playing and often streaming on Twitch, Community Game Night, for some fun pre-made games and in-house custom matches. Welcome to the Trinity Force Podcast. Yo, it's that Triforce cast beaming straight to your home. Grab a beer so we know Pony drinking alone. Send an email, a quick tweet, just pick up the phone. Leave a message, hit the beep if you're a creep, watch your tone. Discuss the meta game, patch notes, whatever helps your stats most. Obi Pone Kenobi is your last hope to snatch gold. So grab your headphones and join in the fun. We'll try and force in some jokes and some cringeworthy puns. Yo, we can make it together, people. Trinity Force Podcast. Boys are second to none Now that's the end of the intro It's time we've begun Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 816 of the Trinity Force Podcast. I'm your host, N.A. Eric, and tonight it is just me and Bomo. I guess I shouldn't say just, that's a little, uh, that's underwhelming. It is Bomo and myself. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a great pod. How you doing, man? Pretty, pretty good. How are you? I am good as well. I 
uh, finally have started to have some work that I can work on because I've been with my new employer for uh, oof, like almost two months at this point and I've had some stuff to do but it's mostly just been like I've been coasting and my boss knows it I was I told I said today in a meeting with her uh, in our like weekly one-on-one I was like I you know what's the status on I basically need some security clearance from the state justice department and things like that um, and to get like an upgraded PC from them so I was like what's the status on those she's like well they're still kind of pending and then I was like I uh, I've asked multiple times for extra work and I've done stuff like that but I'm I was like I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel here and she's like I know I know you have it's it's fine I said like I'd, I'd like to be working rather than uh, I'd like some I'm trying to keep busy and have something to do rather than just like hanging up decorations in my new apartment and like if I was that blatant and she laughed like we're all we're all cool like I know I just I can't do much shit right now but I actually have some stuff to do which I did a little bit of uh, towards the end of the day today and then I have some more work to do tomorrow which is actually kind of cool normally people don't like having work but when you've been sort of idling in a job for a couple of months or a month and a half I mean I'm fine getting paid for not doing that much work but I actually like my work so I kind of want to do stuff so mm-hmm. it's exciting nice yeah yep um other than that uh apartments getting more and more set up each day or so i got another um got some more decorations hung up over the last couple days and then there's gonna be we're gonna go and uh buy some paint tomorrow and then hang up some extra or maybe not buy some paint there was oh we're gonna put up a screen door and then um hang up some led lights so that uh, I can actually start to light this room up because right now it's just natural light. Um, but yeah, other than that, like, oh, don't ever, you or the listeners, do not buy quiche at a farmer's market or any place that is open air or anything like that. I got a mini stomach bug on Sunday, which totally like fucked up my digestive system. And yesterday and Monday as well, I was, uh, I pooped like six times and that's a lot. Um, so That's a lot even for like my family, but yeah. By open you air, you mean just like there was no plastic wrap around it? It was just sitting out? Oh. Yeah, so I went to a farmer's market on Saturday, and there was, I mean, they had a tent, so the bake, they had different baked goods. There were quiches, there were cookies, there were strudels and pastries and things like that. And none of them were in the sun, but they were in the open air, and it was around like 80 degrees or so, which mm-hmm. when you're at altitude is actually a lot cooler, but uh, still, like it got up to, I'm sure, like 90, and they were sitting out there all morning. So I didn't think that much of it. I bought one to eat the next day when we were, uh, when my girlfriend and I were going to drive up from, because we live in Denver now, we were going to drive up to Breckenridge and go hiking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I ate it, and then basically I started to feel terrible over the next couple hours. So we actually drove up there got some coffee, turned around and drove back. So that was four hours driving in the morning, just gone. Mm-hmm. And her driving, I was in and out of sleep the whole time because I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, but it, was, it wasn't it was refrigerated or anything like that. No plastic wrap, which I'm fine to have a quiche at a restaurant. Like I've made quiche myself, but I will never buy it again from an open farmer's market or some space that it wasn't made on premises. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if anyone is curious about more of the chemistry details of it, go ask our friend Mentally Zill. I talked, I mentioned it yesterday in community night, and he runs a bakery, um, and he was talking about why that's no no bueno as well, and why I apparently if you do it with vegetables, it's even worse. Like mine was mushroom and asparagus, which it tasted good, but those are like prime for bacterial growth. So, yep. yeah, that was not fun. So don't ever do that. <laughs> I I haven't done it. In- 
I don't think I ever will now, but yeah, I think for yeah. me, I don't really buy a lot at the farmer's market. It's just like produce. Yep. Uh, but the things I do buy, I make sure it's like on ice or like cooked on the spot um, and whatnot. But yeah. yeah, those those things can be kind of kind of iffy for sure. Um, I I had I well I wouldn't say it's a similar issue. It was a you know, there was like a barbecue that they were doing um, at this. Uh, hotel chain that are in mexico <laughs> and uh i was like oh this is should be fine barbecue but as i'm watching it's like they just have all their meat sitting out and then they're cooking it like as all the other ones are being cooked and so i'm just like oh that that's fine <laughs> it was not fine <laughs> it was not fine. yeah and so <laughs> it was it was pretty bad um but yeah i think just being my i think after that i was just more mindful of things being left out so i'm like pretty yeah. paranoid with like doing uh potlucks and whatnot making sure all that food is like put away or like all eaten within a timely manner and so you'll see me like always refrigerating stuff or like wrapping things up and then um it's like if you want to eat it you can just grab it out of the fridge or whatnot uh for the other people but if it's more i might i think my my comfort zone is like two hours so if it's been sitting out for more than two hours then i start packing it up and putting it away into like a refrigerator or ice chest yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't time it like that, but I'm equally paranoid. There's like, uh, I was, my mom always drilled it in us, like after something's been in the fridge when you've cooked it, depending on like if it's meat or fish or like what types of meat as well, you have to toss it out over a certain amount of time, even if it still looks good, or, like all sorts of stuff like that. And yeah, like food prep and, uh, and, and yeah, leaving stuff out as well. Like there's, you can get some nasty foodborne illnesses from not doing stuff right. The big one that I learned uh, only like a couple of years ago was like if you, I mean like you can eat day old rice, but like after one, two was pushing it. After then you gotta toss it because E. coli. And I had no fucking idea. I didn't get E. coli, but I read about it on the internet, and then I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's like so. a. I guess for me, it's like a lot of things that seem weird. I guess kind of work out. So the things that I actually don't mind are like soups because you can just boil it again so it like kind of prevents some mm -hmm. stuff but i would always leave a pot of soup out and not refrigerate it because i i also have the other issue right if it's too hot and you try to cool it down it also is the prime growth temperature for a lot of bacteria because it's like hovering around that i think i think the temperature was like 110 or around that range is when it's prime bacterial growth and so if you cook something and you boiled it and then you throw it in the fridge right away the center part of that is in that prime bacterial growth temperature and so that's kind of like the unideal so at least for soups i make sure it's fully cooled down and if it takes several hours then that's fine too i'm pretty paranoid about soups like i'll make them and then let it cool down on the pot to room temperature but then immediately throw it in the fridge mm -hmm. yeah but soups also like if you're not going to finish it that day you can just freeze the whole damn thing because they mm -hmm. heat up so well yeah but yeah, that's normal life. League's been actually going pretty well. I've been, since I haven't had a lot of work, I've been playing uh, a bit more. And um, I'm in promos to Diamond and Flex, which is nice because I haven't hit Diamond promos. And I actually I hit it in Flex last year as well, but I didn't make it. Uh, but now I'm, I'm sitting, waiting. I haven't started the promos yet. Um, 
might do it today. I'll probably do it on like Friday or Saturday or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I gotta get I gotta get it done and have a concerted effort and try before what next Tuesday is when it all stops. So no, it's Monday. Yeah. Um, so Monday at some time. Yeah. So I gotta do it by this weekend and see if I can get into Diamond there because I'm not I'm not even trying in a solo queue anymore. I just didn't. I'm just not playing it anymore. So it's mm-hmm. norms and stuff like that. But yeah, um, league's been going pretty well for me. And, uh, yeah, I also bought some stuff during the Steam summer sale. I bought this game called Northgard. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. It's uh, an RTS, which normally I'm not a big fan of RTSs because there's so much going on. But it's uh, it's really easy to manage. I've only played like the first couple levels so far, but it's basically based in this fan... It's like a mythical land where you're the head... Of, you control like this clan of Vikings who are going to this new land basically going to the new world is the analogy for it and going to go and uh, try and hunt down and fight this warlord who killed your family and you know killed a whole lot of villagers and stuff like that so pretty generic sort of plot but like the music is fantastic the it's very easy to understand what you're supposed to be doing um and granted i'm sure it'll get more difficult as time goes on but so far it's like very zen to go just go and play for and it was like 10 bucks and it was normally repressed like 30 or 40 or something so okay yeah it's it's pretty cool so far but yeah. yeah i i ended up picking up uh cuphead uh, okay I i've heard, heard of it i've never yeah. played it though i heard it's pretty good but it's kind of like a, a side scroller roguelike i guess so it's pretty pretty tough kind of like a souls game and then i picked up uh the the ruin king game so oh the, was that on sale i didn't even was, fucking yeah. think about that was, oh yeah. shit so I got that one. I think it is it still going on. You might I don't know, but <laughs> I'm I'll look later. Yeah. But that would be one I want to play because I want to play it, but I didn't want to buy it when it first came out because I uh, basically I just don't really do that anymore unless I'm a hundred percent sure I'm going to play through the game and probably yeah. love it. Yeah, I've been burned a couple times. Like I pre-ordered the Last of Us PC port, and mm. then that turned out to be a giant dumpster fire, which I haven't even played it yet. I've downloaded it, but I haven't even booted it up, because mm-hmm. I'm waiting for them to do more optimization patches. Like, my PC could probably handle it. It's on the upper... It's pretty damn good hardware, but um, I still don't even want to... I don't want to try... I don't want to have to make myself try and enjoy it. I just want to go in and play mm-hmm. and enjoy it. That's how Sony gets you. They port all of their popular games, but it doesn't run well. So you, you're like, oh, might as well just buy a PS5 and then I can play all the games on there. Oh, I'm never, I don't think I'm ever buying a console again. No. I mean, maybe I'll buy like a Nintendo something, like the next version of the Switch perhaps, mm-hmm. but that'll be about it. Because basically all the games that, I don't play a ton of games. Like, I mean, I run a League of Legends podcast, right? I mostly play League and a couple other games. I play EU4, which people have heard about. I play different games that are mostly like single player, other style. But uh, yeah, I'm not playing a lot of games that, so anything that I want to play is basically always available. There's very few games that are PC or Xbox exclusive that don't get added to Steam or the Epic Games Store or something like that. Uh, and those are games that I'm just not super bothered. Although, I really hope that there's a PC port that gets made for Ghosts of Tsushima, because I really want to play that. That game looks fucking amazing, mm-hmm. so I really hope that one gets made. But I also got burned as well with... I guess not burned, because I've played it and loved it, but there are performance issues with um, Jedi Survivor. I pre-ordered mm-hmm. that, and I've played it, and I've been fine with it, but also I have a good PC. If I didn't have a good PC, then there'd be issues. But, Christ, trying to... up Like, the first few patches that they put in 
they didn't i don't know what they did but uh they didn't target the specific like the specific things they needed to um change because it the game is like oh, i don't even know but it's something like 80 or 90 gigabytes or something uh it's it's very big mm-hmm. um actually that sounds too big maybe not but whatever it's a it's a big game instead of like you know one or two percent of those files being changed to optimize some of the vision and things like that they instead had the steam user like myself like download a whole new host of files and then they i think they purged all the new ones so it's basically like downloading a whole new fucking game it took me several hours because it maxed out my uh my gpu processing which is crazy yeah sounds sounds pretty rough i i actually yep, so I'm really only use my computer for league <laughs> i have a steam deck and a ps5 and if i play other games it's always on there but i don't know i just feel like i'm like a more of a couch gamer and so mouse and keyboards are like only for league of legends or first person shooter games and everything else is like console or controller I want to get a Steam Deck at some point in the future, so maybe that that'll be the console. That it was on sale. I know, <laughs> I know it was. It just wasn't. I just moved, so like I paid my my credit card bill last month was almost seven grand. Mm-hmm. So like I'm I'm not gonna spend three hundred on a Steam Deck when I it's totally luxury. I can play all the games on my computer. Like yeah. that's not a priority right now. So yeah, um, but I do want to get that at some point. Anyways, enough about me, man. How have you been? What you been up to? How's League been going? That sort of stuff. League's been pretty good. Um, I guess we'll talk about it a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I got, just got back from a wedding, and then I had some friends visiting us, so getting pretty busy the last few weeks. Fourth um, of July weekend and everything like that, but other than that, yeah. doing pretty good. Um, work, nice. Yeah. How's wedding planning going? It's it's going, so... Uh, <laughs> We, we signed our contract for our DJ last night, and we sent it over today, so we're going to make our payment today. Okay. Um, we got our planner, so we're starting to come together, and then I've been asking my friends whose weddings I attended and trying to gauge like the rough like guest count of people who are traveling and whatnot, um, and just trying to see how much, what our estimated goal should be roughly. Um, yeah sure it's hard to kind of like stay in a budget which we're trying to do um but yeah we'll we'll see how it goes but i think it's decent i well this is my first time so i have no idea how it's supposed to go (laughs) yeah i i yeah that's probably a anyways i uh i have no experience with that so good luck thanks so okay well uh today we're going to be talking about how we like reflecting on our split ones because split two is going to start in like a week and a half or so uh i think it might start on the 20th so maybe like eight days from now um or maybe it was the 26th i don't quite remember when i saw the tweet but in any case it starts pretty soon but also we're going to talk after that about the more exciting portion of the episode in my opinion is the year in review dot lol or whatever that's uh basically our year interview and so i have those we're gonna go through them and talk about that sort of stuff but um yeah it should be pretty cool so uh Boma, why don't you start why don't you reflect on your experiences of split one there's not anything specific that i want you to talk about or not talk about but just you know what was how was your experience through the whole thing so my goal was to play 300 solo queue games and not have more than eight champions played 
in those games. Um, and right now at the end of, what is this, season 13? Where's the mm-hmm. total number? You have like about 200 games. You have 109 wins and yeah. 98 losses. I have, I have 200... Yeah, two, like 207. Yeah, 207 games played. And the champions I've played, the unique champions uh, that I have played is seven. So I hit one goal of keeping a small champion pool. Um, I think overall, it did help me in general. So this season was, well, this split was maybe one of the highest played seasons I've had. So looking back Meaning at... Meaning you placed the highest or the most amount of games? Both. Okay. So last season, I played 181 games, and then I was peak like plat four, like 60 LP, um, and I played 25 different champions. And the season before that, I was 136 solo queue games with 28 unique champions and a peak of plat four zero LP. And this season, um, just about 200 games. Um, right now, I'm plat three 22 LP. But I was plat two like sixty LP, so that this season's the highest I've ever been in general in league, mm-hmm. um, and it's currently the second most played, no, third most. It will be the second most played season, but it's currently the third most played season of my entire league career. So I think I took solo queue a lot more seriously and was able to to get to the highest rank I've ever been, um, yeah. and especially with. I feel like the level of play in general has gone up. And so just even maintaining your rank is pretty impressive. But I think just even getting slightly higher is sort of where I'm pretty proud about. And I feel like in general, it feels like I am a plat player right now. So before I peaked plat four and you have the, oh, once you're in plat four, you're a plat player, but not necessarily, right? You just, you hit that peak and you're not playing at that plat level but um i had some up and downs this season but i think i can pretty confidently say that i i feel like i am a pretty pretty steady plat player and not just a a gold player that can reach platinum so i think overall it feels actually pretty nice um, looking back and people might say plat four to plat two is not that big of a jump but it's still it is a decent jump though because like like you say within a within a tier um I don't really care what it is mm-hmm. when you're jumping from the bottom of it to solidly in the middle where, I mean, like you've been hovering between plat three and plat two for most of the time since you've been up when I looked yeah. at the, when I've looked at it. And if you're hovering in there, you're solidly a plat player as opposed to basically, you know, touching the bottom of it. That's yeah. a significant jump, especially when you're talking about being in like, if, okay, in, let's say in silver, it's not that it doesn't matter in silver. It means a lot less though because there are far more players and most of them are there. So there's gonna it's because most of the player base is there, the skill level is pretty homogenous there and you're there's not as much uh chances to stand out relative to the crowd, I guess. But in plat, it starts where you start to see the same people more often. It's still not that common in low plat. It happens a lot more in diamond, uh that used to and and plus, of course, but where you start to see the same people a lot more. And then uh, you're also, there's a lot less people to compete against. So that jump means a lot more. There's, I mean, there's a lot, there's 
a lot more competition for less spots really is what it is yeah and i think with the new split with the rank changes too it might be pretty interesting because of the emerald um, division or tier that's coming into play now so it's sort of there to help bridge the gap between high plat and low diamond so i think if, if we're moving on to next splits goal i think i want to maybe try to get into emerald to see if i can do that um and that's kind of my goal especially without promos now i feel like maybe it's easier well the, the the last section of the games is what made promos pretty difficult, right? So you're in promos. You have to win 66% of your games, yeah. statistically speaking. So with that out of the way, you just have to win one game to jump into it. But I don't mind dropping down. Um, but as long as it holds the peak rank, that's all that, that I really care about. But I yeah. do want to be able to, to hold my own in an emerald tier. Uh, for next split so that's kind of the the goal for me because i think i've yeah if i think if i think about where because emerald is being placed uh between plat and diamond you said right yeah okay so if i'm thinking about because so i i guess i haven't been in diamond this season uh in solo queue most of my flex games for most of the season have been around lots of diamond and master players and my normal games if you ever played normals i'm not trying to brag right now i'm just trying to speak like normal games also my normal game mmr is in mid to high diamond as well so i don't know what the fuck happened with my solo queue but for some reason there's a huge difference there so uh from when i play against people that are in those diamond and in even like low masters or so um thinking about like how they compare to you specifically i think you could quite easily you you could definitely reach emerald you're definitely in that tier where you could make it there where you're higher plat and you know scraping lower diamond i think that that's a very reasonable place for you to uh place mm-hmm. obviously so i i think you could definitely do that yeah i'm curious how many of those like d40 lp players are gonna fill that because i think that's kind of the big stigma in league right where there's a difference between Diamond 4, 0 LP and like Diamond 3 or Diamond 2. I feel like there's a huge, well, people it say there's a huge to, skill gap. I remember when I was in, so the one season I was in Diamond and Solo Queue was season 10. I remember, uh, so I got into Diamond and then I continued to play and I got up to D3 and I peaked D3 17 or like 24 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I remember once I hit D3 that there started to be a huge skill gap gap there and it wasn't mechanics i mean okay if you're playing lee sin or something it was right but it was the macro and mm-hmm. the speed and the the base timings and you know all that all those little things that you watch the pros and they do really really well that started to become more of a reality than the just you know out fingering and out drafting uh yeah. out, out you know doing those skills against other mm-hmm. people that was more what i saw I, I think for sure that's super maybe not as known like the, the mechanic side isn't that different between these ranks, but it's just the pace of the game is so different than what you're used to. So, yeah. right, the, the, the general idea or theme for people trying to climb into gold, right, is just, like, sit back, CS, and farm. Like, all that is, like, impossible in, like, high plat diamond type. And there's, like, there's, like, there's like two different skills like diamond two to like diamond i mean plat two to diamond like three and then diamond three upwards i feel like this the way that people play the game is just so much quicker 
almost in terms of they're not yeah. gonna let you just sit back farm under tower and like grab your farm there's like other things that are happening they're using more more of their game time efficiently compared to lower elo so i think that's kind of what i've noticed as the real the biggest difference between like silver and and the mind games happen a lot yeah. more when you get up too so like do you ever you know like you know when someone wards a bush because they walk up and their character stops for a second and yeah. then they move away mm-hmm. so the thing like you can do with lower elo players is you walk up you press the s key and then you walk away and they yeah. think that that bush is warded and then mm-hmm. you can ward somewhere else or something like that you can do mind games like that and you don't see people really do that yeah i mean even in plaid or sometimes in diamond too people that people fall for that shit too mm-hmm. or if you're doing like i mean if you're playing characters with invisibility you can do some really funky escapes as well that people are not expecting or yeah. i mean who, who's expecting you to do i mean there's so many different like mind gamey type things mm-hmm. uh i mean the classic one if you have a uh, a pushing mid laner against the other one is you push and you move into fog of war every single time it doesn't yeah. matter if you're actually moving at all just the threat of it makes them have to ping and then the uh, the top and the bot laners can't be as aggressive as they would want to be perhaps and the jungler then has to fear for being a double invade or stuff like that like that's the classic one and mm-hmm. it only takes you, you're not worried about that at the start of the game unless they have you know someone that wants to invade with you like a silas or a twisted fate or something like that is mm-hmm. the classic ones that i think of but if you're um if you're playing someone that doesn't roam say victor victor's not a roamer but if you roam once with victor then every time you go into fog of war because victor can push pretty fast he Im- immediately you're like oh shit victor's roaming which lane is he going to yeah that's that's sort of what i've been like maybe training myself in so my characters right diana ari and yon they're they're pretty good skirmishers and fighters so i've i've gotten to the point where i i know how to effectively push a lane with them um and stack waves and what i do is i'll like uh, push a wave in clear vision and just sign a sit in river and the enemy team is like has no idea what to do and the enemy middle laner when they try to follow i'm just waiting in a bush for them because i know i want to fight them i'm i'm making that play not to actually roam but just to make the other enemy walk into me because i know they won't trade with me in lane so i have to yep. find new creative ways to start trading um, and presumably you're also choosing which whether you're leaning top or bottom exactly, you're also yeah. doing that depending on which side the jungler's on so you're mm-hmm. doing it on that side that they're on as well so if something does happen then you can either support or you have support as well. Yeah, and just, uh, I think I was starting to hold my own in these higher platinum games because I started recognizing a lot of these things. So when you're first in that environment, you're like, what is going on? Everything's moving so quickly. Like you're pinging every, so many things. And then next thing you know, you can't have a warning ping because you're out of pings, you know? And yes, so, I fucking hate that. Yeah, and so it's like, oh my goodness, they're all going to die right here. All my teammates are going to die because I can't ping them, but I know what's happening. But it, they're just not there, right? So it's kind of like this entire, like, it's a game within the game of how you start playing League, which is, it's a pretty new aspect that I've never seen before. So coming up to, like, this type of ELO, it's definitely more interesting. And I think it's... I think that's why I've been playing more solo queue in general because I've just been having a lot more fun playing the league with this type of setup because they probably play are... Flex, play some flex games with me before the end of the season, then you'll get that environment for sure. Yeah, I, I, I played flex games. It's so weird. Like, 
I had two masters on my team and a yep. bronze player. And I'm like, what is this matchmaking for flex? I guess I was in queue for 10 minutes, but at the same time, I feel like in, in what world is that even like acceptable, you know? Yeah. And then uh, usually people are not on Smurfs and Flex too, so you can mm-hmm. see their actual rank and shit yeah. like that. A lot of the times they're in off rolls, but even so, like a Masters player is a Masters player. They're going to yeah. know what to do. Exactly. Yeah. I played a Norms last night um, after the custom games fizzled. Then we played a Norms, and I played Quinn Jungle because I felt like playing something crazy and there was a caitlin on the other team who was on a level 40 account that had never played ranked but she was clearly diamond plus like it felt like she could contest with dan man so she was probably like diamond masters or so she was very good um granted like i was still kind of holding my own when i would be running or like flying around and ganking and things like that but still she was she was good and we were we got overwhelmed by their uh their team in general yeah but I had some sick outplays. Oh, I got to try and pull up a... After this podcast, remind me, I need to show you a, a clip of uh, some crazy Quinn outplay that I made. I'll show you a couple of them. It's actually really cool. But, yeah. So, um, I guess, do you feel like you had more success in ranked earlier in the season, later in the season? Uh, and I guess to partner with that for whichever one that you think, or maybe it's equal, do you think that has to do with the later being later on in the season, there were more Smurfs appear, or that the patch changes were more friendly? I think, at least in my experience, the the disparity between teams got really bad towards the end of the season. Yeah. So um, I was there was a couple solo queue games up and we're like plat two that I was playing and I was confused about why we have like an unranked level 30 account that's just getting destroyed against like a diamond four top laners type of thing. And so it's like things like that where I'm like just not too sure why that's happening. I feel like non-ranked accounts shouldn't even be even this high at all. Like I I think the non-ranked account should start, I don't know, bronze or silver elo. Um, in general but yeah it's, it's weird seeing unranked accounts that don't have any ranked games on them go like 0 10 um, so it felt pretty unbalanced either on my team or the enemy team like there were a couple games where i played i'm like in mid lane i'm like my opponent has no idea what he's doing <laughs> and i'm like i'm confused because i'm like what what is there something i just don't understand but they just don't know how to play they're just doing everything incorrectly and just missing skill shots and wasting abilities on the wave i'm like this is this is insane like this is even fun for me or i'm pretty sure it's not fun for the other person at all um but yeah it just it seems like there's some weird matchmaking weird discrepancies going on that happen towards the end of this split um but I, i think i in general it was better off at the start of the split for sure yeah i so i guess i would agree with you on that one for sure i think in the start there's i mean people are on their smurfs they're on their main account or they're on a smurf but then they migrate to their main account um to play so you're getting a more honest matchmaking system as time goes on even though 
like the first the first week of ranked is a total shit show. People should not. I would advocate you do not play the first week or maybe two weeks. But after that, you can start to hop in because then people are adequately placed. Those people who are playing a lot of games are adequately placed. So you're playing amongst people where you probably should be. Um, generally, of course. But then after that, it starts to get really late as you get on into the season the patch changes change and they may or may not be as friendly, but also the environment changes a lot. I definitely saw that environment change as well. I didn't see it so much where they were unranked going 0-10. I saw it a lot more where there were unranked or bronze people who had, you know, 70% win rates that were like fast flying up the tiers and they were obviously on Smurf accounts. And every time I saw those, I would report them for cheating. Um, I would look them up and I'd report them for cheating. Even if they lost, I don't care. Like I, I firmly am a person who believe that Smurfs should not exist. Like I don't think you're a bad person if you Smurf. It's nothing like that. Um, but I, I don't think that they should be allowed. So I try to report them. That being said, like I know some friends that have Smurfs and I'm not going to report them. So sure, call me a hypocrite there. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't like Smurfing. So that's more what I saw. I didn't see anyone getting absolutely like totally rocked because they were unranked yeah but i did i one thing also i did notice is as time went on everyone's mental degraded and i don't really understand why because okay i understand why ranked fatigue is a real thing right um and probably a lot of these people are high school kids they're getting closer to summer and they're still in school and they're kind of pissed about it that happens same with college or other things like that um so that's that's part of it as well immaturity over time like they're they're tired from a lot of other stuff going on but the mental was a lot better in february as example than it has been in june or july here like right now solo queue is oh my god it's a clusterfuck of everyone like freaking out and uh stuff i mean it happens in flex it happens in norms not so much in norms though um Honestly, it started to happen a bit more in ARAMs, which I really don't like. So mm -hmm. I report people for toxicity in ARAMs because, like, ARAM is supposed... It's a fun mode. It's supposed to be for fun. Yeah, you can do some crazy stuff. And obviously, don't, like, run it down in ARAM. I'll report you for that. But, like, you know, if you're having connection issues and you're disconnecting in and out, I'm not going to report you for leaving or just anything. Just don't start flaming people is really the big thing. Or don't intentionally feed. But... Yeah, I don't know. People's mentals have gone off the rocker. My last game that I played on Flex yesterday, which we ended up winning, um, I played Maokai, and we had a Jace mid lane who's plat 2 in Flex, and he was facing an unranked Syndra. It's Oh, okay. Well, D4 on solo queue, unranked in Flex, but they're a Syndra main. Um, they were very good. They were better than the Jace, and he was upset that I didn't gank for him, uh, and so, like, he died a couple times, wasn't respecting her, and went, like, 0-3, and then he's like, GG, good luck with the Fed Syndra, um, I'm out. And he didn't actually leave, he just kind of mentally checked out or so, and then I was like, hey, don't give up, like, we have, our team was Ash Melio, and I was Maokai, and we had a Quinn. So, like, we'll be fine, we just need to, like, get out of lane a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone, yeah. yeah, I think in ranked, I, I do see that. I think everyone has, like, main character syndrome in ranked, where if they're not hard-stomping their laner up 500 CS, like, up yep. 30 kills, then that game is a loss in their eyes, which I don't really quite understand. Like, in my mind, right, 
if bot side's winning, you play towards bot side, and the top is pushed up to the enemy tier two. I'm like, well, let's look at the map right here, right? If four players on our bot side and you're up there by yourself, most likely you're going to get ganked and die. But if you throw a fit after that, I, I just don't understand what 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 even goes through your head at that point, unless there's something lacking in terms of just general game understanding. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, it's baffling, and they get frustrated that they're dying when they're pushed up that far, when all the rest of us are on the other side of the map. Maybe they don't have, maybe they're not looking at their mini. Maybe they have their mini map covered by their water bottle or something, but I'm very, <laughs> I'm very curious of, like, to actually talk to these people in person just to see their thought process and why they think that yeah. what they're doing is a good idea. Like I, even I'm paying them to be careful. Cause I'm like, Hey, I'm roaming bot side. Be careful top side. Cause if I roam, the mid laner will probably try to play the other side of the map. Right. So that's kind of how that plays, right? You don't, you don't want to play towards a losing side. You want to play towards whichever one's winning. So it makes, in my eyes, it makes perfect sense that you shouldn't be doing these plays, but I don't know, maybe, there's something I <laughs> I just don't understand. Well, people don't listen. Like, that's something that also you'll learn as you probably into Emerald, but also in Diamond. People don't listen to pings a lot of the time. And people in Diamond, they may mute their chat. They may not participate in chat, but they don't have their pings turned off. People are pinging all the time, like you said, and people actually listen to pings. Like, hey, the jungler's probably over here. The top laner backs off, which I ping like every goddamn game, mm -hmm. clearing up to top lane, and I'd say probably 10% of the time they back off and ward, or they have a ward already. Even though I feel like when I'm on red side, the other person always gets pushed in and they go and ward the tri brush. But it's like I'm telling yeah. them, hey, go ward here. Or we know that they started top side. So around three minutes, or let's say it's like a Jarvan, he could be down there at 230. Like, be aware, go ward. Like, trying to do that. Or uh, pinging out vision as well. People, even if there's the, the fucking red circle on the map, people that where the ward is, uh, when you know you press, like, I have it bound to T, but like the enemy vision's placed here, you ping it normally. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't respect that still, which is kind of crazy. In Diamond, you they do. Like, people start to walk around it, or they know they're on vision, and they don't try to do something that makes them think that they're, in, they're you know, being stealthy or something. They just walk over it and, like, okay, I know you see me. It doesn't really matter, but, yeah. you know. It, uh, yeah, I had, a, yeah, I had a game I played. Maybe it's my fault for going uh, Diana top, but I was up against the Kale. I'm up 40 CS at, like, eight, nine minutes. And my jungler, it's a Lee Sin, feels like he has to do something. And so he just keeps walking into lane and then leaving lane and trying to invade their jungle. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I'm up 50 CS. The wave's frozen on my side of the lane. I can just sit here for the rest of the game. You don't have to, like, do anything. And he thinks it's a good idea to try to invade the enemy champ and the enemy jungle. And I'm like... I, I don't understand. We have two lanes that are frozen mid and top, and you expect to come help you when you're... I just don't know. But yeah, and then we end up losing that game because he went like 0 and 7 in the first like 10, 13 minutes of laning phase because he wanted to feel like he wanted to do something or had to do something. That's what I... I feel like maybe people don't understand like... Maybe they're so antsy they feel like they have to do stuff in-game, which I feel like is... Not sometimes necessarily it's fine to just farm and yeah. walk around. Like, as a jungler, sometimes it's fine to just full clear and mm -hmm. maybe respond if you see something happening or you're predicting something happening based on what you're doing, like game theory. But yeah. other than that, like, sometimes it's fine to just, as a mid laner, push your wave and walk back to your turret. 
Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with playing ping pong, as they call it in pros. Yeah. Sometimes, like I, I just, I just didn't understand. I'm like typing to him. It's like you, I'm telling you how to play this game right now. That's all you have to. You just have to follow along, and like this, this kale will be like absolutely useless. But he's invading the enemy jungle and giving kale free kills. I'm like, well, I don't know what to tell you, man. I've I, the wave stop on my side. The the kale literally can't push up because I always have my grass proc ready. So when she jumps on me. I just do my combo and she's chunked to half health. So yeah. there's, yeah, I just, it's baffling sometimes, but I. Or when junglers, how often do you see it in plat or even like when you're playing with friends that are lower that your junglers will try to gank when you have a big wave coming into you and very clearly like, A, you don't want to fight because of all the casters or melees, but B, you want all this gold. Like, leave me alone. I just yeah. want to collect all this gold. It happens all the time. I, I, that, I yep. hate that. I, I start yes. getting tilted. Like, they, I, I swear a lot of junglers have never seen a lane in their life, right? So the way it works is I have a pretty big wave that I'm shoving in and I get a good reset off. On the flip side, because it's a big wave, the enemy's wave will stack up too. Because they're, with the new changes now, our minions don't attack anything else besides a turret once they're locked onto the turret. So there's nothing thinning the en- thinning the enemy wave. And so when the enemy clears that large wave, they have their own large wave. So they're looking to crash that too. And so I'm going to collect that wave because if I collect it and clear it, then I am ahead of them just by how the experience and gold works in League. Yep. But junglers think, look at this huge wave that's coming in. It's like we can – this is a good gank opportunity. I'm like pinging danger. I see them paving towards mid because they do on their way. And they're on the red buff. And I'm like, ping, danger, danger. Please don't come here. And they still walk up anyways. And then they get, they die to the enemy jungler because the enemy jungler counter ganks. And then they start flaming me. I'm like, dude, just yeah. listen. <laughs> yeah, if, if so it's one thing if they if you don't ping and they show up and they've pinged that they're coming and you don't do anything and then they show up. That's like, as a jungler, I probably should have understood that there's a big wave there. That happens to me sometimes. That happens to everybody. But on the flip side, if someone pings me away, like they ping the back or the danger, like, I'm good. I'll leave you alone. I'll trust that you know what you're doing. I'm fine. I'll walk away and I'll go farm my gromp or something. All good. Or I'll just sit there and wait because there might be a gank. They might they might try and dive you. There might be something else. I could wait there just to throw some harass down on the laner. Like, I don't need to... Or sometimes, like, I'll ping on the way and I'll type, you don't have to, like take your wave, I'm just going to get some damage down on your laner, and I'll go in and I'll damage the laner and walk away, yeah. which helps you, and it's not. I'm not trying to kill them, I'm not engaging hard, which maybe is a little risky sometimes, but if there's nothing else for me to do on the map, I might mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I actually think that's that's like the best thing for me as a mid lane, like if if the enemy, or if, if my jungler is taking scuttle, I want them to walk through mid and auto-attack my enemy like two or three times with red buff, and at that point, the lane is just over for them because yep they have to burn a health pot for something i didn't do and you get to walk in a straight line to the next jungle camp or whatnot so i think that's like the best scenario for me but it's when they start pinging that they want to kill the person i'm like that's not how this works (laughs) 
No, no, not at all. It's yeah, I love just going through, and even like on sometimes I'll go super aggro champions play like level two invade. Like I'll play Jarvan, I'll go red buff, and I'm coming mid. I know you don't have much level one. I we might be able to kill them, we might not. We blow their flash, get them down to half health, or even if I'm at like ten percent when I walk away, I can go clear my jungle. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Like just get them down to half health, yeah. and then at level one, that's a whole that's the entire lane. They either have to back and be super fucking far behind, or you can kill them in a rotation or two. Yeah. And so I, th I think maybe some junglers don't do that because they think they're revealing themselves on the map. But, like, most likely, more than not, they, based on the tracking, you should be able to tell where the jungler started. So I'm like, literally just walk into the lane, throw two auto attacks. That That's a significant amount of damage. It's like 75 HP that's gone from them. And if you're level, if you're level 3 or 4, <laughs> that's, that's a lot of HP to not have for lane. Um, yeah. And so it's it's half a health pot, which is a huge amount of health to to have against a, another champion. So, uh, well, so if I'm looking through your solo queue games, like just to see what junglers you've had, a lot of these can't. A lot of these ch champions are character are basically people who play them. A lot of the time are people who want to go full ham and snowball. So I'm mm -hmm. seeing like. Fiddlesticks is different. That's not so on. And then you played support here, whatever. Graves, like, they're not going to go in and throw a couple. I mean, they could throw a couple autos if they're, like, Diamond Plus. I've seen that a lot. But otherwise, yeah. they're not going to. Rumble Jungle, nope. He's going for the kill. Shaco, definitely going for the kill. Rel is going engaging. Like, there's no way. Hecarim is maybe not showing up at all, or they're going full ham. Nidalee, going in for the kill. Zach, going in, because they can't do anything differently there. Uh, like, so it's, I mean, it's on and on, like the, a Nautilus jungle, they're going in a Gragas jungle. They're going in. They're not just going to throw a barrel master. Yi's going in, et cetera, et cetera. So I, I mean, I keep going, but like a lot of these are champions that you can't offer that much necessarily in poke, um, that easily, unless you're playing a ranged, like if you have a kindred, they could walk up and throw a couple autos or like graves could too. And that's fantastic for a laner or as Maokai, I walk up and maybe throw a Q, but like I throw a sapling towards them it doesn't do much it slows yeah. them a little bit does some damage but it's like god why isn't the maokai here yeah it's it's the annoyance right that that's i think that's yep. what's more strong it would like or also the mental the presence lane. of like oh he came here when there's no point what yeah. else? he'll probably be here when there's a point then mm -hmm. you're living in their head rent free <laughs> exactly exactly and as a jungler our job is to do that i mean also like do normal stuff like smite secure and things like that but it's mostly it's game theory it's mm -hmm. game theory and it's it's getting in people's heads and playing mind games that's what yeah. it is so if you can do that you can succeed as jungler mm -hmm. yeah so okay um anything else you want to talk about with split one for you i can go over mine mine's a lot shorter because we talked about some yeah of that. i think that's pretty much it Okay, so split one for me. I remember saying that I wanted to get back into Diamond and Solo queue, which I was on the path for, and then I didn't play for a while in the spring because I was moving, and then I went on vacation and things like that, and then uh, I came back, and then like my win rate just dropped. So I have a 43% win rate in Plat 4. I, or I'm in Plat 4 right now, 43% win rate, which more recently I've been winning more than losing, I think, or 45% win rate over the last 20 games, which is an improvement over my overall, but still, like, I'm not touching it. I'm just leaving it alone. I don't care. Although when I'm playing, I could, if I wanted to, I could just play Maokai and Scion and go all the way back up if I wanted to, or and throw in some Fiddle Six and Jarvan. Because um, I've started playing a lot of. I mean, we've heard it before. I play a lot of Scion at this point now. I'm not queuing jungle support anymore. I'm queuing jungle top or top jungle, depending on what I feel like, and just playing 
tank Scion and I may not have the best KDA, but you don't need a good KDA on Scion to operate and put a shitload of pressure on. Um, yeah, but I didn't get into, didn't get my goal. My goal, I didn't have a goal for flex. I just wanted to have fun and be in plat and I'm in plat and I might get up to diamond. That sounds great. I think I've gotten into a lot better form than I was at the beginning of the year. So I'm happy with that overall, like maintaining where maintaining and keeping up with the slow skill creep upwards that the league, that the league ecosystem has and keeping where I'm at in that is totally fine for me. If I wasn't running the podcast and didn't have other, you know, things in real life going on, if I was back in college, I could play a lot more games, but you know, just like life has stuff going on that I'm not going to donate. I'm not going to put, you know, several hours into league every night or, you know, three or four nights a week. I'm just not. So for the amount that I play, I I'm happy with what I went through. Yeah. And generally when I was doing with people, I had a good, good win rate as well. Although in solo queue, uh, or I guess the last, yeah, in the recently played games, uh, we, you and me went zero and two. So I'm going to blame that on you. That sounds reasonable. Yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, Overall, like I played too many champions, I will say. If I look at this season in solo queue specifically, I played 29 champions, um, and I've played, I don't know how many games, but it's like 100 or so. I never played a champion more than 21 times so far, although Maokai is getting closer up there. Um, that being said, my top three champions all have my highest win rates so those i mean i can play fiddlesticks maokai and jarvan into most anything and be totally fine it's when i try and branch out more like and play like viego or sejuani or i like i played a game of evelyn i have one game of hecarim or if i'm getting auto filled like i'm not i don't dodge games just because i'm not high enough up where i'm not trying to climb as hard i'm not high enough up that it really matters all that much unless someone's quite obviously trolling with their summoner spells and their pick then i'll dodge fine but yeah like uh, I don't know. I played three games of Wukong. I won one of them, even though I thought I did fine. Um, I played two games of Zinzao and lost them both. I played. Uh, I actually played two games of Zinzao, lost them both, had minus twenty LP. Played one game of Hecarim, lost it, and lost twenty three LP. Go figure. Don't understand that at all. I played Malzahar mid and things like that, but. Uh, I had a 38% win rate on Diana, too. She was my sixth most played, because there was, like, a patch where I felt like I enjoyed playing Diana jungle, and I thought I was doing fine, but three and five, I don't know. I think I'm okay at her. But I did I did do a classic. I played a... I remember one game. There was, like, a moment where it was Yasuo mid lane, so the classic Yasuo-Diana combo, and I... You know, you can... If you hit... You can delay your R, the damage, by... You know, like, or not like delay it, but like cast it and then flash for the damage. You know that you're a Diana player. Um, I remember like thinking like, oh, this is in my head because I was getting more into the mechanics, but I pressed R before I flashed the wall, so it did nothing as I flashed over, and then the Yasuo missing pinged me a bunch, and I was like, yep, my bad, I fucked up. That happens. Yeah. Yeah. In flex though, like I. I have a... How many champions have I played in Flex? I've played 34 champions in Flex. So I've played more, even though I've played far fewer games. But uh, I have high win rates on a lot of them. Like, I've... Although in Flex, I have kind of fucked around a lot more. Like, I've... My top champion is not even a jungler. I, Swain is the most. I've played nine games of him. But... Hmm. 
After that, I've not played more than five games on any champion. I have Maokai and Scion, Caitlyn's there, then Poppy and Nunu. There's a bunch of junglers, but then I played two games of Rakan. I played an Aphelios game. I don't know why I decided to do that. It was probably like playing with friends or something, but mm-hmm. played an Ash support game. Oh, I think some of the Caitlyn games have been playing. They've been playing Caitlyn support when it's no longer in the meta. That's what it's been. Oh, okay, yeah. I enjoy playing that still. But that's been mostly it. Um, yeah, I played a fair, my fair share of Norms, and I played a lot of ARAM. But yeah, I'd say overall, like, I mean, we kind of talked about the the trends of the season. I think also as the time went on, for my playstyle and my champion pool generally the patches became less favorable, so I maybe I'll say that's why part of why my solo queue winner went down, but that might also be a cop-out. I don't know. You decide, listeners. <laughs> but, yeah. So. Um, okay, should we move on to the year in LOL? Sure. All right, do you want to start with me or start with you? Uh, we could start with you. Okay, you're feeling self-conscious. We don't want to go that. I get it. <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know, yearin.lol, and then you can look yourself up. Uh, it it summarizes your year your in like the previous calendar year. So this is 2022 statistics. Um, the blurb is, welcome to your year in lol. Let's enjoy the ride through statistics, which summarize your joy, parentheses, definitely joy, unparentheses of League of Legends, you can change the stats shown in the settings. So um, basically it shows you some, and then you can change to show all stats, which I'm going to change that to. Okay, so it's, let's get started here. So Are you doing everything, or just solo queue? I changed it. Uh, so or this all is, stats? Oh, I'm just going to do all stats. Okay. Unless we can... Uh, I'm going to cut out one for all, co-op and tutorial, ultimate spellbook, and earth. So just to ARAM and then blind and draft pick, and then ranked. Okay. So that's what I'm going to cut it to. And let me do the same for yours then, for when we do that, just so I remember to do it right. Uh, you said and okay. ARAM or without ARAM? Um, including, I included ARAM. Okay. Cool. So, all right. So I played uh, almost 1,100 games, 1,079, and I won 50.7% of them, so yeah. 11% of my games were surrenders, uh, which is, I feel like a lot. So then, I guess we maybe just do this like piece by piece rather than going yep. all the way down. And So if I look at yours, you have like 100 less games, almost, uh, almost a, exactly 100 less. Yeah. You had a higher win rate, and 17% of your games were surrenders compared to 11% of mine, which is interesting. I will say, I don't surrender ranked games i surrender more normal games when i'm playing with friends and they just want to get out because that's usually a five stack and so i'll just surrender those games but yeah what is 17 percent of that's 170 ish games yeah so. that's a lot yeah yep um yeah i don't know i i don't i try not to surrender i try to like coach our five stack or three stack or whatever that we can we can do it if i'm playing on my own i have a lot less invested in it i'm totally fine to surrender if Mm. it looks like it's really 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 bleak but if we have scaling advantage or i can identify that they're they have a single win con or some other things like that i'm a lot less willing to surrender but sometimes Mm. i'll just surrender if there's some really toxic motherfucker that i really just want to get out and report sometimes that happens but yeah 
All right, so the next section is time in a bottle. So it tells you how many minutes you played. So I played 27,516 minutes or 458 hours, which is equivalent to 1.2 hours per day or 57 work days. And unfortunately, <laughs> I spent 13% of this time dead. So that's a lot of time. I played a lot of league in 2022. <laughs> but we look at yours, and you played more time, even though you played 100 less games. You played tw- yeah. like 1,000 more hours, or I guess like 600. Yeah. And it's... But you spent 10% of your time dead. So you were dead less time than me, which means all of your deaths, like you have more deaths than me maybe, but yours were earlier in the game. We'll say mm-hmm. that then. Yeah. Uh, no, but... Makes sense. I don't, it's, it, it means that your games were longer than mine. Well, it maybe does. It means in general your games were longer. Mm-hmm. If we were to filter out ARAM, it changes because as we'll see when we get down, I played a lot more ARAM than you did. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um... Okay, champions played. So mine has... So I played a total of 122 champions, which is... I played most of them, which is a lot. You played 114, so still pretty much most of them. Yeah. My highest KDAs, I don't main any of these people. Anivia had an 8. Brand, uh, then Varus, Taric, Zeri. I played one... Maybe played Zeri and Aram. I think that's probably it. Alistair, Senna, and Lucian. And Lucian, this isn't doesn't include Earth, so I don't know when I played Lucian. I might have played a one A-Ram. game in Earth or an Aram maybe, and played him. That was AP because that's the only Lucian I enjoy playing. Yeah, and yours were Urgot, Mord, uh, Shen, Karma, Zillion, like no one that you play. Master Yi, Cho'Gath, and Graves as well. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I like this trend that it's all shit we don't play <laughs> yeah. normally. Because we play safe, right? If, if you don't play champions, like, I don't know what to do. I'll just sit back and farm and just go for kills here and there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, I mean, most of mine were those champions. I mean, Anivia, mm-hmm. Brand, Varus, Lucian, Senna, Zeri. Those are all... I'm going to sit back and do damage. Yeah. And my Varus is almost... In, I mean, some of it's norms, but it was mostly ARAM, like, playing lethality and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yours were a lot of people that get up in your face, though. Like, Urgot yeah. and Shen and Mordekaiser and Graves and Cho'Gath and Master Yi. Like, eight, six of the eight there. Just snowball right out of there. control. Yep. You had a worse KDA than me, though, which I find interesting. Although, I played a lot of Jarvan, and Jarvan gets assists so easily because of the flag. Mm. So I think that actually in push, it pushes it up a lot. I do think a lot of my champions die a lot in general, too. So I think the, the sure. play style I have is pretty death-focused, so we can talk about that later, but yeah. Sure. So most damage. So this is not DPM, damage per minute. This is how much the total damage you dealt. Uh, so mine were Lilia, 1.5 million, then Zoe and Fiddlesticks, Kiana, Ezreal, Kane, Velkaz, and Pike, which I didn't think I played very many Velkaz games, but yeah. Uh, yours were significantly higher. So your highest had 1 million more than mine. Mine was 1.5, and yours was 2.4, so impressive. Um, but you had Diana, which makes sense. Victor, you used to play a lot of Victor. That makes mm-hmm. sense. Yone, of course, we know you play. You played a lot of Vex as well for your competitive team, and then it drops down to Yasuo, Azir, Swain, and Ari. So it's all in your lane style, and mine yep. were across multiple roles, though. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Total playtime is yours are the exact same. Mine are not. Uh, yeah, yours are in the exact, oh, yeah, almost exact same, same order. order Ari, yeah. Ari, Ari and, Swain and Swain swapped. Yeah. But that's it. Uh, you played 2.4 days of Diana. Yep. Ho- hopefully season. you're pretty good with her at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, mine... 
Hopefully. Uh, mine changed a bit. Udir and Jarvan dropped in for playtime, but they were not in the damage. But Jarvan doesn't have high damage numbers generally, nor does Udir. I was playing him tank. I refused to play that garbage leth lethality Udir. Did he get reworked in 2022, or was that 2021? I thought it was 2021. Was it 2022? I think 2022 was when like the the demonic change came, so he got really popular again. I, maybe I don't know. Uh, no, it's it. I see an art. I just googled it. Um, it happened in August of 22. So hmm. I I did not enjoy the new Udir nearly as much as the old Udir. I loved old Udir and spammed the shit out of that. So that's why I have so many hours on that. Got it. Which he also didn't do that much damage. <laughs> Well, okay, people say that he did a lot of damage, but in terms of numbers, he didn't do that much. Mm -hmm. um, and best CS, this is your CS per minute, I believe, it here. It is, yeah. Yeah, so yours were none of the champions that you play regularly. <laughs> it was Trindamir, Yorick, Neela, Renekton, Draven, Sivir, Corky, and Tristana. We're, it's ADCs, basically. We're seeing a trend here. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine were also Tristana was on mine, but mine was at the top for Trist Tristana and Vayne. I don't know when I played a Vayne game. I could not tell you. Vayne, Scion, Anivia, Sivir on mine as well. Karthus, Aphelios, and Kennen. Probably okay. Arams. <laughs> um, some of that. I mean, Sivir for sure. Yeah. I played an Aram yesterday, that or maybe two days ago. Uh, who did I? I didn't play a Felios. I played. Oh, hold on. I need to figure. Oh Christ! I just hit a setting on my mouse, and I don't know how to change it. My sensitivity is super low. Uh, oh, is this right? Okay, now it's back. Okay. Um, what was this game I played? Overall overview. No, it wasn't that one. Was it this? I didn't know. I played. As did I play as Ezreal? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't Pike. Sorry, I'm trying to find this. I might have played. No, not Varus. I don't remember what game it was. Huh. Let me. I'm just gonna try and find it. Let me filter this. Just Aram. There was one where like I kind of didn't fight for a lot of it and just decided to farm most of it. Um. I think it might have been my. Wasn't that a Felios game? It wasn't the Sir. Oh, was it the Rakan game? No. It wasn't Singe, because I played that with people. I don't know. But I played some game where I had like a hundred and something CS in ARAM and just basically decided not to. I didn't decide not to fight. I didn't fight much. I don't know where it is. It's not here. But might have been an Aphelios game, I don't know. But I was focusing more on CSing than mm -hmm. anything else. Um, I don't know why I thought of that. Oh, best CS, okay. So, uh, okay, next section is, you were on a killing spree. So it says how many kills you got and how many assists. You, Mr. Bomo, got six a little over 6,000 kills. I got 8,000 kills and 14,913 assists, you got 8,000. So I, I lapped you pretty hard on that one. But mm -hmm. junglers are involved in a lot more action, and a lot I played a lot more ARAM, so of course that's going to happen. Yep. Um, if we press the right button here, then we can see pentakill champions. You had no pentakills no. in 2022. I did not. Okay. Have you had any this year yet? 
I don't know how to check besides looking at the the ranked uh, flex. Op.gg should tell you. But it's just for flex and solo queue, though, right? Uh, it might have ARAM on there, but you can you can look. I'll see if I can find it on yours as well. I don't have any pentakills either. Okay, I don't know if I have any. I know I had a couple of quadra kills, and then John stole the the kill. I remember uh, giving him shit for that, but I can't I can't find I don't know exactly where to see the like the breakdown of the graphs on op.gg. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know where to see that, but I don't really want to. Maybe it's stats. Uh, yes, it is stats. Um, no, no, it's not stats. I don't know, but whatever. Um, I don't think I have any either. Maybe just an ARAM. But I got two. I got two pentakills. I got one on Kha'Zix and one on Pike. I know the Pike one was ARAM. Uh, I remember that game specifically because I think I had like two quadra kills and a pentakill, and I built him like um, Bruiser-ish. Mm. And that's when I kind of discovered that Essence Reaver is amazing on Pike, and I don't know why people don't build it more. I mean, you dash in, and you get the enhanced auto, and like two more autos, and you queue, you can get another enhanced auto. Like, it's just crazy, the damage output you get with Essence Reaver, so. Yeah. Um, it's never a recommended item for him, though, but it's there's some Chinese pikes that build it, and it's pretty crazy to watch. But yeah, I got 26 quadra kills. You got nine quadra kills. I got 157 triples. You got 87 triples, and then I got like 300 more doubles. But again, I played a lot more ARAM, so that's that's what this is. Um, okay. So your goal then for the rest of for split two is to get a pentakill. I guess so. Yeah, I gotta I gotta figure out how to do that. Yeah. Uh, clicking buttons like a robot. So you press 240,789 buttons. Uh, and your most used ability was Yone Q over 19,000 times. I pressed 40,000 more buttons uh, and used Lilia Q 10,000 times. Cool. Not much more to that. Mm -hmm. Then the next section is these numbers are hurting others. This damage is speaking numbers now. So it tells you the total damage dealt, which for me was almost 24 million. Yours was almost 20 million. Um, it tells you this, how much of it with the breakdown between physical magic and true damage. Uh, Christ, I dealt uh, almost the same amount as magic damage as you. Like a little bit more, but actually I did less magic damage than you did, but I also don't play mages generally. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like that. magic and physical were like almost identical in terms yeah. of damage. And then I doubled in true damage. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and I think this is damage to champions though, specifically is yeah. what it looks like here. The highest damage though, in a single game, yours was almost 63,000 on Victor. Mine was almost 83,000 on Ezreal. I don't know what game that was, but mm. I have some ideas. I think that was when I was in my Prowler's, Prowler's Claw Ezreal phase. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, and then and the next one is, uh, let's count to five and a bit more. It tells you your most played roles. So you played 670 games. So like almost 70% of your games were in mid lane. Shocker, you're a mid laner. <laughs> and then you played 100 of top and then like 80 games of ARAM and 50 of ADC, 43 of jungle and 30 games of support. Uh, mine looks a lot different. I did 
41% of my games were in jungle, and that was my most at almost 450. And then in second, almost the same, was 425 of ARAM. So I played like 300 more ARAM games than you, oh, like almost like 350 more. So that's why my stats are a lot like more inflated in terms of kills and deaths and things like that. Um, and then I played 90 of support, 51 of 80 of mid lane, 36 of ADC, and 31 of top. I think my 2023 is going to be a lot different. It'll be more jungle, ARAM, and top lane parity, and then the other mid lane will be almost non-existent, is my guess, because I barely ever play mid. When I'm playing with friends, someone else always wants mid, and I'm fine to play whatever, so I just don't ever take it. It is the most popular role. It is. Yes. Um, objectives fear you. So, since I played ARAM, mine are a lot lower here, even though I'm a jungler, but uh, you secured 3,090 objectives and 13 were steals. Nice job. I did 2,200 objectives, so 800 less, and 35 were steals. So I almost tripled your steals, but I'm a jungler, so they should be a little higher than that. Those are those are stolen by the enemy. Uh, stolen fr- no, stolen from the enemy team. Oh, from the okay. I, I yeah, mean, so they were okay, they were yeah. successful steals. Yeah. Got it. Makes sense. And then it tells you how many turrets you destroyed. You did 874, and I destroyed 826. So I'm thinking that's when you get the last hit. Even mm-hmm. if, like, because sometimes, you know, you let minions kill it and you're right there. That wouldn't count for this, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, heal bot. You healed 3.5 million HP, and on average, you healed 3.6 thousand. I healed. Holy shit. I healed <laughs> 9 million. Yeah. And on average, I healed 8,300. So, okay, you heal a lot more in the jungle in general, but also I enjoyed playing champions that had healing mechanics a lot. Like, I played a decent amount of Swain. I played Lilia, which she got a mini rework to have healing built in. Like, a lot more of mine had innate healing, and your main champions just didn't for the most part. Like, Yone doesn't have any built-in healing. Diana doesn't have any built-in. And, I mean, Ari didn't at that time. You played some Swain who did. Victor has none. Um, I don't know who else I'm missing, but those are like, that's the most part. You didn't have much built in. So it makes sense that yours is a lot lower than mine. Yeah. Um, not as blind as Lee Sin is the next one, which is a great name. It tells you your total vision score, how many control wards you placed, and how many wards you killed. Uh, our vision scores were pretty similar, and our you placed 500 more control wards. Um, but I, and I, I killed double your wards so i killed 4200 wards and you killed 2400 but i also take pride in being very good at very like heavy on vision denial so mm-hmm. and as a jungler you get a lot more chances especially with the old sweeper before it was nerfed into the ground um getting gold all day long it tells you your cs per minute and your total cs you had a higher cs per minute and you had a higher total CS than me as well. Yep. Makes um, sense. In terms of gold earned, you earned less gold than me, but I earned a lot more in ARAM. So if we look at just, I don't know, there's not even an average here, but uh, yeah, most of mine was, most of yours was in ranked, most more than, I'd say like, 40% of mine was ARAM, and then like another 30 was ranked, and then another 30 was norms. Yours was ranked, and then norms, and then not much in ARAM. But that's due to number of games. And then it gives a 
an actual picture. So if anyone wants to look at our stats, you can go onto the site year like y e a r i n dot l o l year in dot lol, and you can look up anyone and see. So we can look at the snapshots. It, it tells you if you look this up on your phone, it's a lot different than if you look it up on PC as well. So all this stuff we went through, we're on it on PC. If you look at it on your phone, you only get this last snapshot, and it tells you the total number of games, your most played champion, your win rate, your how many unique champions, how many games you played in each of the role distribution, which we went over your six most played champions and your win rates, your KDA and the total amount of time, like real life time that you played them. And then a few interesting stats, which are the same for each person. It's the gold earned, damage dealt, total kills, CS, uh, buttons pressed and time spent dead. So, yeah. I kind of want to see what, uh, oh, I, I can't look up some of the I was trying to look up some of the other podcasters, but they have special characters, and I don't know how to type those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to type Goose's name because I can't type Fenrir because that's that name no longer exists unless some, it's probably taken by someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, you'd have I, to I, I figure out in your match John. history when you played with him, copy that, and then paste it. Yeah, but yeah, I could look up John. Let me see, because his has no his main account. He has a few Smurfs. Uh, oh, he just changed his name. I remember seeing that. Okay, well, I I can't look up anyone else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was fun to see. I didn't yeah. know this existed, and then I think Kai posted something about it in the Discord. I did. Oh, you did. Okay, yeah. gotcha. But he posted but, as well. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I I posted it and told everyone to post their stats in the Discord. Mm-hmm. That's where he put his. But yeah, it was a Reddit post, and the guy just finished it, so it took him a while to like aggregate all the data. But I think like this week or last week is when he actually released this website. So it hasn't been around for that long. It's just been around for for a week or so. Yeah. And I guess we have I have the screenshots of Goose and Kybcat, former host as well. So Goose's he played. Um, I gotta scroll all the way back down because I scrolled all the way up. Uh, so he played 907 games. Um, he played more Aram or more support and then Aram than anything else. His most played champions were Leona, Pike, uh, Viego. When he gets filled jungle, he plays Viego. But other than that, it was Rakan as well, Thresh and Seraphine. Um, yeah, 117 unique champions. So he played slightly less than me in terms of games and less than you as well. A little bit more than uh, me. Three more than me. I have one fourteen unique. Oh, sorry. It, yes, he played more champions. You played more games. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, Kai played more than any of us. Uh, he barely beat me in unique. Cha- he played one hundred and twenty-seven unique champions and played almost fifteen hundred games. Um, Five hundred and fifty of which were jungle. But he played Aram more than anything else. But he played Vi, Victor, Mordekaiser. Uh, Swain, Viego, and Lux, and I know he roll swapped a few times for different competitive teams, so that's why those are the champions that he focused on. So, yeah, and we haven't seen John's, and I'll see if I can get Matt to post his as well. But uh, yeah, we'll go over it with them, I guess, in a future episode if we are hurting for content, mm-hmm. which we never are because we're full of things that we need to tell the community. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fun to see, and thanks for posting that, because, yeah, it was a fun exercise to go through. Yeah, 
Hopefully they have one for the split coming up too, and that'd be pretty interesting to see. That'd be very interesting. I imagine he probably... Oh, he'd have to re-aggregate all the data, so it'd have yeah. to be a while. It probably will be a couple months if it's going to happen at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I will post the link to that website in the episode description as well, so you can go find it there. But, uh, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we wrap up? I think I'm all good. All right, cool. Well, um, any... Uh, yeah, so I guess... Oh, brain fart. Okay. Um, if you have any feedback for us, let us know at uh, questions at trainingforcepodcast.com. Alternatively, you can submit them to the feedback thread of the Discord. Don't know where to access our Discord? No problem. It can be found on our website, which is trainingforcepodcast.com. Additionally, we have a Patreon, so if you want to support us and you like the content that we produce, please do. We have several different tiers, and that helps us keep the lights on and pay for our server and things like that, uh, as well as tournament prize money. Lastly, we have community game nights, which uh, happen Tuesday nights at 7.15 Eastern time and run for three to four to five hours. And we get people from all sorts of time zones and Canada and stuff too. So yeah, feel free to join. And we, we love the participation in those and keep them coming. So uh, with that, this has been episode 816 and we will see you all later. Bye. Thanks for listening to our product and being a member of the Trinity Force Network community. If you have a moment, please head over to iTunes and give your favorite show a comment and a rating. If you're so inclined, you can check out all of the other great shows in the network. We've got a wide variety of content from League of Legends to general gaming and role-playing podcasts. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we can be found in Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit under T-Force Network. We've also got a Patreon under that name where you can support your favorite shows with a small donation each month. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you continue to enjoy all of our podcasts, videos, and the community that we provided.